Welcome to Life on the Other Side of Should, a podcast coming to you from the Sheehive Women's Collective in Ferndale, Michigan. I'm your host, Ursula Adams. And I'm your other host, Sonia Mastic. And we're here to debunk the pretty, pretty bullshit women have been taught to believe about themselves. And explore how women can thrive when they live life according to their own truths. Welcome back to Life on the Other Side of Should. I am your co-host, Ursula Adams, with my other co-host, Sonia Mastic. <laughs> that's my radio voice that's your radio voice <laughs> it's terrible <laughs> sorry everyone <laughs> every time you say that i'm going to tell the story about how paul w smith said i should be on the radio <laughs> did you tell paul w smith he should be a christian <laughs> oh <laughs> snap <laughs> no thank you i'll be here all week trying to be on. <laughs> <laughs> no it, actually it was just paul w smith's radio engineer that said that but i always turn it into paul w smith said i should be on the radio <laughs> I want to know why you're hanging out with Paul W. Smith. That's a whole story in itself. He recorded, um, a, um, he did an interview with me early on in the Sheehive. Um, he used to do something for um, rock, bedrock, mm, um, okay. the, something about Detroit or whatever. And so he would he did some series for them. And so our PR person got the Sheehive on there. So I got to go, be, he, so I got to go up to the big top of the building, the Fisher mm. building and be recorded. Yeah. It was pretty cool. Well, just so, before we I'm head this off at the pass in the comments, yes. I, I'm sure Paul W. Smith is a wonderful person. I have no problem with Christians at all. I just thought it was a funny clip. So, okay. so then please the, don't write comments. I don't want to answer about this. <laughs> so, and actually, you're going to have to explain to me what that means sometimes. I laughed a lot, but I actually have no idea what that reference is. Oh. <laughs> I'm all done. I'm all done with this. I'm all done with this podcast. <laughs> just edit the whole beginning out. Now it's just no, done. no, 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 no. So, but I mean, it's typical women are like, "Ha ah, ha, that's so funny." I have no idea what she meant. I'm gonna have to find out later. How dare I actually admit that I don't know something out out loud? So, <laughs> well, the the funny thing is too is that I uh, absolutely thought, which this makes us even funnier, that you were talking about somebody totally different. So, really, <laughs> yeah. I, I just had to go look it up. I was like, I was. Totally thinking it was somebody else. Was it Michael Smith, the Christian singer? Yes, that's oh what I you're talking about. I'm like, how did this even happen? What is going on? Because doesn't he go by Michael W. Smith? Yes, I think so. And so, funny story. They were actually. Oh God! The, the Susie's like, I'm done. We're yeah. all- <laughs> I'm leaving now. <laughs> so we actually have a guest today, and Susie, I swear we're going to get to you in just a minute. It's all good. <laughs> I'm loving this. <laughs> so funny story banter. to bring it full circle, Sonia. So my senior class, our class senior song was Friends by Michael W. Smith. See, I see again. I I, I realize who Paul was. I don't know why I mixed the two up. So <laughs> just Paul, now we've totally like totally offended. This whole thing is yeah. We've offended everybody at this point. The whole thing's sideways. Let's just start over. Hi, welcome to life on the other side. Of, <laughs> other side of we should not have said that. <laughs> now I want to know the scandal about Michael W. Smith, and we'll talk about that offline. So, <laughs> no, I need in on this as well. So be aware. <laughs> so oh, we could go on and on. My husband actually—I swear, Susie, we're getting to you in a minute. My husband, <laughs> my husband used to be on a label on a christian label for a heavy metal band (laughs) and i'm gonna tell you which if you knew my husband is so funny in so many different ways but um the the scuttlebutt that comes along with the christian music scene is something else that's something maybe we could talk about someday that would be interesting that the fact that it's it's 
2021 and you just use scuttlebutt. Let's talk about that. <laughs> Isn't that a word that the kids use these days? <laughs> From like, yeah, in, in, in 1889. That was the word that the kids use, scuttlebutt. What a curmudgeon. Uh, yes, <laughs> I use that word too. So. <laughs> Okay, Susie, Susie, save us. So you guys, Susie is with us today, Susie Fisher. Susie, Susie save us. Yeah, Susie, save us. So Susie actually responded to a question we had posed out in the She High Facebook community about what could you talk about for 17 and a half minutes? And or Susie, three and a half now. No, I swear we're going to give you your 17 and a half. So. <laughs> I'll take what I can get. Yeah. Uh, whatever. So Susie, you talked about, you responded, you could talk about finding happiness in the little things. So tell us why that matters to you. Well, I think, first of all, most of us have gone through some major crap over a year now, mm-hmm. yeah. myself included. Uh, I haven't gotten to work. I managed a yoga studio. Oh, yeah. Mm. So I I am seriously out of work, but my husband is essential. Yeah. And uh, so he goes to work every day. And uh, I found myself at home a lot uh, by myself, uh, me and the cat, you know, and, mm. and I'm not interesting. So it, it's one of those bizarre things that you find yourself in. And I hate using the terms meditation or mindfulness. Uh, they're kind of catchphrasy. Mm-hmm. They're, you know, and, and people tend to shy away from those things. But I started finding that if I could just settle the hell down for a moment, mm-hmm. And, um, and just look around me, I was finding things that were making me really, really okay. And then I realized it wasn't just making me okay. It was finding some security in the moment. And, uh, you know, we've raised four kids. We have four grandkids. I, 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 you spend your life giving someone security and that's, that's her job. And then when it's kind of ripped away from you, it feels awfully odd. Um, so finding a moment of security is just unbelievable to me. And, yeah. um, you know, I, I put up bird feeders around the house yeah. For the cat. <laughs> for the cat. <laughs> there is no one judging you. I think that's awesome. Yep. <laughs> but I put up one right on our deck. Mm-hmm. And I sit outside every single morning. I have for 10 years now. No matter the weather, I sit outside every morning for a few moments and watch the sun come up. Yeah, and, I do too. And we just purchased a house in Ferndale mm-hmm. and the birds have started hopping on the back of my chair and hopping on my shoulder and, and the bird whisperer. <laughs> yes. And all of a sudden I'm snow white and I have <laughs> big, no excuses. 
awesome. <laughs> but for just a few moments in that morning time when it's still quiet before the traffic picks up and everybody else in the house gets up. God, that is the best feeling in the world because yeah, yeah. they feel secure with me and I'm giving them a little security. I'm not a threat and I am so happy to have them for a moment. Mm. I love the way that you pose that as a little security. I also love the way that you po- posed. I can't remember the exact words you used, but mindfulness and meditation is like, like, you know, catchphrases. Yeah. Yeah. But the, the words you used was like settling the, the shit down or something. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> yep. <laughs> you know, it's true. <laughs> it is. It is, you know, and I know that a lot of people equate the mindfulness and meditation to some woo-woo, or I call it the woogity, but there's this whole body of scientific research behind why it is so very important to actually take those moments of, you know, presence, right? And so you're not worrying about the future or the past, you know, ruminating on the past, and what that actually does to reset your your um, your nervous system. Yes. Yeah. If, if you have a foot in your future and yeah. a foot in your past, you're totally going to shit on what's happening right now. Exactly. You'll yeah. just totally miss the whole thing, right? Mm-hmm. But, you know, and then hormonally, what it can do to us just to not be in either place, right? But just to be here right now. But I love that you call it security because I'm going to tell you a little security right now would feel really fucking good, right? <laughs> no joke. <laughs> well, not only does it also provide security, but there's, yeah, medically speaking, so. For some of the listeners who don't know, I got COVID really early on when, before it was a thing here, actually, which was very strange. I got it in November of 2019, and uh, I ended up getting a brain injury from it. And one of the um, treatments they recommend for it is meditation, Uh, meditation, yoga, mindfulness, and because it actually rewires neural pathways to be in that space. So that's, that's a very, it's very sound advice. And so it, it makes sense as to why you feel so much calmer and better. You're actually, you know, I would guess, rewiring neural pathways to help you process the stress and everything. What do you think, Susie? Well, I absolutely agree with all that. And, and, and that is absolutely true. And, that being said, this past week, I went through the roughest week of my life where I was just depressed and could not get out of bed. Mm. That's okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's really okay. It. Yeah. Um, I, I I needed that time. And now I just kind of need to be kind with myself for a few days because I I'm just recovering. And it's okay. Whether you know it or not, that week was being kind to yourself because you actually stayed in bed. You could have got up, pushed through it, you know, distracted yourself, did all those things, but you were doing what you needed, even even in the face of how uncomfortable it feels to be in that space. Yes. And and the first thing I want to do after getting through a period of that is, no, uh, uh, do you see all this laundry? Do you see those dishes? I Mm. need to... Now... We're, we're going to just take it a little bit at a time. Yeah. And that's, that's really all that we need to do. I love that. So Corinne, um, Dr. Corinne Rogers, she's the, what, the therapist up at the Sheehive, and she follows this woman, and I wish I could remember her name. I'll find it and put it in the comments somewhere when we post this podcast. She follows this woman who um, is, is also a therapist that does a lot about um, how to keep 
you know, keep up with all of that stuff when you're, you know, like when you're, I don't know, living in a pandemic. And so, and she, yeah, and she talks about making the list of what you want to do and then the list of what you have to do. Right. And so that those are two completely different things. Like this is the survival list and this is what's absolutely necessary. And, you know, and then this is, you know, if, you know, I feel like I have the energy and really want to get through this, this is what I could do, right? And knowing that your survival list is enough for the day, right? Yes. I I started seeds for herbs and and, um, I guess that was a week ago and they're sprouting now. I've got Mm. new plants to get ready to harden off and get ready to put that out in the yard. And that was enough to spark and not doing the Marie Kondo thing, spark joy in my heart (laughs) (laughs) for a moment because look what I did. I couldn't get out of bed, but I sure as anything did that. Your Tom Hanks when, when he created fire. I created plants. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> and cast away. He's like, we have fire. That's you with your plants. You you get up out of bed. You're like, I grew life. <laughs> Take it, bitches. <laughs> That's awesome. So there is. I don't know if if um, I'm sure Sonya is because I talk about him a lot in and um. Susie, I don't know if you are. There's a there's a happiness researcher out there, Sean Acor, and he has. Mm-hmm. And I love Sean Acor. And for those that are listening, his TED Talk is one of my very favorite TED Talks that has ever existed. And you know, he talks about the idea that you know we always say we we are taught, um, especially here in America, um, from a young age, happiness is to achieve. And as soon as we achieve something, then we'll be happy. Right. And so we're constantly like, we will be happy when we get the job. We will be happy when we get the raise. We will be happy when we get the client. We will be happy when we get married. And, um, and you know, his research, so he re- he's a researcher at Harvard, um, or at least was at Harvard. Who knows? He's you know, probably in private practice making a gazillion dollars a year now, um, was has shown that it's exactly the opposite. Like, if you train the brain to look for moments of happiness, that it actually helps you overcome a lot and make the achievements, right? And so we have the whole equation reversed. So Susie, that's what I love what you're saying here is that you were just looking for the moments, right? And you even said it at the beginning, like you just started to feel more secure or more happy. Well, you know, and I love that you brought this up because I am older uh and you don't have to whisper at us you know us too we were talking about menopause in the last yeah. episode so it's, it's not a dirty word yeah. <laughs> perfect so i'm an old broad and uh <laughs> thank you <laughs> lean into it my friend lean into it. <laughs> yes. but i was born and raised in kentucky uh-huh. my job was to uh be pretty have good skin marry well and get a worthless college degree to show that I had some sense. Yeah. That was literally what Mm. I was designed to do. And then as I started to break out of that, um, I realized, okay, so I have better things, better options. And I totally broke into the corporate world for a gazillion years and uh, then it was, what kind of suits are you wearing? How high are your heels? And what kind of purse are you carrying? Yeah, it never and, ends. The, yeah. the comparison never ends. Mm-hmm. 
And, uh, you know, we, we, like I said, we have four kids, three daughters and a son. Um, and our three daughters are, God forgive me, 31, 27, and 22. Mm -hmm. Uh, one is a banker with PNC who has forged her own path and, uh, is now totally remote, but she was remote before any of this happened because she insisted on it because she was raising four kids. Uh-huh. Second one is a doctor uh, who graduated from St. Louis University and is now working on her specialty of oncology um, mm-hmm. in uh, Illinois. I like how you guys don't ever stop, stop with like one and done kids. You're like, I had five. She's raising four. <laughs> yes. I'm like, these family reunions are going to rock. <laughs> right? So much potato salad. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and then the third one is just, she's just doing her own thing. She yes. is literally just doing her own thing. And I love it. I mm-hmm. live for that because she is trying out a million things and she doesn't have to be locked in like I was. I know mm. I was locked into, nope, you marry well, that's what you do. And then it's nope, you work well, <laughs> and that's yeah, that's how you're Yeah. You. I'm, I'm Susie, I'm gonna say I feel some of that too. You know, I um I have a stepdaughter, she's 27 and um has really done the forge your own path, right? And um and at one point in time, took a semester off of off of college to go get certified um, to go become a certified yoga instructor, and um, and I think only went back to college because we were like, that's fine, you don't have to go back, but you'll pay rent. And she's like, well, it's cheaper to go to college, and so <laughs> so you know. And now I I'm glad she did actually go through with the experience of getting her degree, only because I know you know there's just something about having it behind you that's still carries weight some places um yeah but, silly uh, as it is sometimes yes yeah, yeah um but you know I mean, always... it shows that she she forged forward yeah. and yeah. She earned that yeah and that's important yeah and but you know she has always loved you know like she she worked at the y camp out in jackson forever and you know love stuff like that and we're like well that was good when you were young but you know now it's time to get that corporate job and she just flat out said to us, she's like, I can never see myself working in an office like you do. And she's like, it's no offense to you. And I'm like, you know, none taking. And now my, <laughs> my tune has totally changed. I am so thrilled that she actually found a job where she gets to do what she really, really loves. And it hits all of that. Like she's working at, you know, she works at Interlochen now. And so, you know, she's, you know, out in mm-hmm. the outdoors and, you know, working with kids like she loves to work and in a beautiful environment and place. And, you know, and I just love that, like, because, you know, I gave up my pre, you know, my training, my shoulds, finally, you know, for her, and not always, but it took some time, right, you know, that, you know, now she gets to do all that, and she gets to do yoga with the kids, and, you know, she gets to do all this really cool shit, and so. Oh, my God, I love that. You know, and I'm, you know, I'm idealizing it. She might tell you something different about what it's like there, but, you know, (laughs) it's still better than a corporate job, so. So I love that. So Susie, tell us just a little bit, what do you want people to know about finding happiness and joy in this? I, I say joy, sorry, that's my word, not yours. Finding happiness in the small things. What's one thing um, that, you, that you want them to, to, to take away from today? 
I think the biggest thing is um, it's okay to just sit down and experience a moment. And I say joy or happiness. It's okay to be sad or angry or anything. Take a moment to see where you are and what you're feeling and really acknowledge that in yourself. And it's going to be fine. Sounds totally Mr. Rogers. And I don't, I do not apologize for any of that. But I mean, for heaven's sake, no one is going to listen to you like you do. So acknowledge that in yourself and appreciate it. And and tell yourself, you know, you're doing great. We're going to be okay. Um, need a nap? Need a snack? Do it. I love that. I, I think a few things that you, I'm going to just yeah. sort of sum it up that yeah. reoccurring themes that I, that I love so much is one is you're saying what Glennon Doyle talks about all the time, which is um, don't reject your feelings or try to stuff them down, but be curious about them. Explore them. And um, and let yourself work through them because you will get to the other side of those feelings. And when trouble happens is when you try to ignore them or change them. And the other thing that, that you say, you've said in many different ways through this entire interview is the that old adage, if, ber if berating yourself worked, it would have worked a long time ago. Thank you. Yes. You know, it's like, it just, it just sort of sums it up. It's like, if, if treating yourself poorly because you, you quote unquote, and I'm doing the air quotes, failed at something you wanted to do that week, if berating yourself worked, you would be, you'd be perfect at everything because we all talk negatively to ourselves at times and it doesn't work. It never does. And, uh, you know, I, 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 like I said, I just came through a week of just really solid depression, just hardcore. Uh, then that first morning when I got up and felt that huge breath, just oh, my shoulder blades lifting and my chest expanding. If I hadn't gone through that depression, that would not have felt nearly so good. Mm. Yeah. Well, Susie, I thank you so much for jumping on a call with two complete strangers. <laughs> Not that was brave. Yeah, that was brave. <laughs> it was. And we're not complete strangers. We know each other online. But thank you for coming and talking with us. I really, really appreciate it for bringing well, thank this. Thank you for having me. Oh, this was awesome. Definitely my pleasure. And I'm sure Sonia's as well. I'm going to just totally speak for you there, yeah. Sonia. <laughs> <laughs> Get used to it. No. <laughs> She's used to it. So <laughs> I try to be conscious of it. Um so I really appreciate you taking the time to come on and talk with us and share this, you know, really important message with, with women and the women of the she hive of, you know, you know, I love this. It's not just look for happiness in the small things, but just really acknowledge where you are at any time. I really mm -hmm. love that. Any place you are is fine. Yeah. Sonia, any last words? My last words would be to Susie and to everyone listening. Like that's the deal is, is, Treat yourself like you would anyone else that's dealing with something hard and be kind, be kind to yourself, be, extend as much kindness to yourself as you would to somebody else that you loved that was struggling and going through a hard time. I, I think that's a, a wonderful thread through Susie's whole message and I really appreciate it. I couldn't agree more. Okay. Well, thank you, Susie, very much for joining us. Thank you, Sonia, for those wise words as always. And we will see you soon on Life on the Other Side of Bye. Bye. Bye.